Jay Hill's done a great job there, and uh, they're they're a uh, team that is well coached and uh, very sound uh, fundamentally, technique-wise, schematically. They're uh, they're a very good team, and so. Uh, we're excited to get the season underway and, and see what we got and go from there. So, questions? <clears throat> Kyle, what, what led to Charlie Brewer ultimately winning that starting quarterback job? Well, he had the edge statistically, first of all, and that's not the only uh, thing you take into account. But uh, he did have a, a slight edge statistically. Um, just a, a guy that... Uh, has a lot of leadership, and, and it was a close call. It could have gone, uh, you know, it was, it was so close it could have gone either way. But but Charlie's experience, uh, having started over 40 games or played in over 40 Division One games, and uh, the success he had at uh, at Baylor throwing the football, and and uh, you know our team, I believe our team would have been uh, just fine with either decision. I mean, they would have rallied around whichever guy ultimately won the job. They're both they're both very well respected, hard workers. Uh, prepare the way you're supposed to, and so it was. Uh, it was really close, but ultimately, Charlie and, and probably the ex- experience factor was uh, probably the biggest uh, reason behind it. Looking at the running backs um, going in, into Thursday's game, or, or what? What are you doing in terms of evaluating how to divide up the snaps? Is it just something that's going to be dictated by the flow of the game, or do you have a specific plan in mind? Well, we have the plan in mind to play them all and give them all carries and all opportunities to show what they can do. Uh, the flow of the game, you know, each one of them has their their strengths, and so the flow of the game will dictate a lot of that. But but uh, we expect all of them to – we know they're all going to get playing time and, and they'll all get carries unless something unforeseen happens. And, and then uh, we'll see what the production level is and, and, uh, and go from there as far as uh, moving forward with uh, a depth chart. And until it separates itself, we'll just keep them all as, as uh, 1, 1A, 1B, and 1C, I guess. Hey, Kyle, just back to the QBs for a second. How did Cam take that news? He's obviously been around the block here for a few years. What was his reaction there? Exactly what you had hoped. He's professional. He understood. Uh, disappointed because he's a competitor. But uh, no drop-off whatsoever in, in uh, practice habits, preparation, uh, attitude. It was all absolutely outstanding and, and has been. And, and uh, if, he, you know, if his number's called, he'll be ready. We have no doubt about that. What do you feel like you've learned about Charlie Brewer in the eight months that he's been in the program? Poised, uh, calm under pressure, uh, goes through his read progression very quickly, is decisive, you know, gets the ball out of his hand quickly, uh, accurate thrower, um, has a good pocket presence. He can, he can sense the rush and move around in the pocket the way you want a quarterback to. Uh, his escapability is, is good. He's not a, a statue back there. Both him and Cam are very mobile quarterbacks. Um, and just, to, you know, the, the, probably the main thing is that we've seen is decision-making. Does He's a great decision-maker. Coach, <clears throat> it feels like an unconventional thing that you've had, I think, three times in five years now, a non-starting quarterback as a captain on the team. How have the guys on the team and those individuals handled that, where they're captains but not on the field for the first snap? Right, they've handled it very well, and that's something that we uh, 
we uh, stress to our guys it's not always the best players or the or the most popular or the most uh, statistically uh, accomplished player. It's the guys that are the best leaders. And, and uh, that being the case, I think our guys have taken that to heart. And uh, that's what happens, on, you know, sometimes as you get guys that, that uh, are outstanding leaders but maybe not uh, number one at their position. And so that's uh, another uh, situation where Cam has been uh, in the program for quite a while and, and uh, been a great leader for us, and, and the players recognize that. And it's worked out well. I don't, haven't seen any, uh, any negative side effects from that, uh, the way that's gone down. Looking at the depth chart, is there any update on who QB3 might be? Uh, this week, it'll be Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes will be QB3, and, and uh, Jaquinna Jackson's been down with uh, an injury that's, that uh, probably won't allow him to, to uh, be ready just quite yet. It's still you know, three days out, so there's a chance, but, but uh, it looks like it's going to be Bryson. Also, also on the depth chart, you've been talking recently about some offensive line injuries. Is there anything further on that? No, because it's still in flux. We've got, uh, I think it's three of them that, uh, as of today, we're not sure if they'll be ready yet. And so no different uh, situation today than what we had uh, towards the end of last week. And that's, you know, it's the most unstable uh, at least health-wise, position on the team right now. We, you know, we'd like it to be uh, situated and and, uh, and all set, but uh, that's not the case. Fortunately, we got a lot of guys that are game ready, and that you know whoever is available should be able to function just fine. It seems like you go up against a lot of really good running backs throughout the year, and, you, and, you, and you've got one on Thursday. And Josh Davis, what what stands out about his game? He's just a tough kid. He's he's a hard runner. He's uh, he's instinctive. Uh, and he, he makes positive yards. I mean, he's a guy that's always making something out of nothing and, and uh, getting those extra yards after contact. And he's just a tough, hard-nosed guy, and, and uh, he'll be a challenge. Kyle, it's early on, but the name, image, and likeness as guys are cutting deals and getting involved in social uh, media with that, is it having any impact in the team? Have you seen anything inside the program? No, I haven't personally. Uh, I know what's going on, and we see the – you know, we hear about the, the deals and the contracts that the players are involved with, but uh, as far as affecting the team dynamic or anything in the locker room, I don't. If it is there, I'm more unaware of it. It just seems to be everything flowing uh, in a normal fashion, and uh, yeah, so nothing out of the ordinary yet. Kyle, you've talked about this season, uh, you've improved in pass pro uh, and the different things on the offensive line that's, that's maybe progressed. But with some of these guys maybe being held out due to injuries or whatever, do you feel like you're able to have enough bodies to be able to still not have a drop-off, or, or will there be somewhat of a drop-off there? Well, you're, you're always better off with your best five guys, and so that's uh, not going to be the case this week. But uh, if you're out there, you've got to get the job done, and we feel... You know, we've been talking about the depth of the O-line all fall camp and ever since last spring. And so, fortunately, that's, uh, you know, that that depth is going to help us in this game here because we're going to need to draw upon that. And so uh, we feel like we'll be in, in good shape. And, and like I said, some at some point in the last couple of weeks, we've got 10, 11 guys that we think are, are really good players and, and ready to play in the Pac-12. Now, not all 10, 11 of those guys are, are available this week. And so that's the challenge. But uh, we've got enough. And and uh, we should be fine. Is there any extra difficulty to playing against a team like Weber State where you know so much of the coaching staff, guys who came through this program? We just found out Gary's a volunteer assistant on that staff now. Uh, is it 
any harder or is it easier to play a team like that because, you know, it's friendly and good sportsmanship and all that? You know, I would say that, that the game itself, really no effect, not, not a non-factor. Uh, but you're right, we do have a lot of common ground uh, between the two teams. Uh, and a lot of players or guys that either coached or played here are, are at Weber right now. So so I'm looking forward to seeing those guys, you know, Robert Conley and Joe Dale and the guys that haven't seen for quite a while. And it's always good to see Jay. And you mentioned Gary will be there now. And so uh, I would say that uh, no effect on the game, but going to be good to see those guys. Have you guys talked about um, ways that you guys are going to honor Ty, Ty Jordan this year? Yeah, we have. And that's uh, there, there's several ways. And you'll see him as the season unfolds. We'll have the uh, recipient, or the not the recipient, but the uh, representative of the Ty Jordan Scholarship will be announced this week. Uh, and so we've got uh, quite a few things, and and uh, I don't want to let any, you know, the marketing will handle the, the in-game stuff. And and uh, well, there, but there will be several ways that we uh, recognize Ty and and uh, honor him this season. You said uh, Bryson Barnes will be QB3. Where, where does Peter Costelli fit into to kind of your, your plans right now? Peter's done a great job uh, since he got on campus last spring. And uh, if we have the opportunity to redshirt him this year, you know, that's something that we're, we'll be looking at because we've got, uh, you know, the quarterback room is pretty solid. Uh, that could change due to circumstances. But, but if everything goes status quo, then uh, it's a possibility that uh, Peter would be a, a redshirt candidate this year. Is there a specific uh, part of the team that you feel better about than you thought you would at the end of fall camp where you might be further ahead going into the season? Uh, no, I don't think there's been any uh, surprises either way. I think things have uh, progressed and, and unfolded about how we had thought and, and the players that I think one thing that's going to be for certain is the transfer portal players are going to be instrumental in, in, in what we do this year. You know, Theo Howard has proven to be a, a very good addition. Obviously, Charlie Brewer, the two backs, uh, you know, so those seven or eight transfer portal guys we think are going to be uh, very impactful for us. Coach, whether it's fair or not, leading into a Utah football season, we always assume the defense is going to be solid, the run game is going to be <clears> solid, but that the throw game will be the question. You just mentioned Theo Howard, you know, adding a weapon there. Britton Covey, we hope, is healthy. But are you comfortable with what you saw in fall camp that you will be able to pass at the clip that you think is necessary to win Pac-12 football games? We feel we're in a good place in that regard. And, and uh, of course, the, the – uh, Proof will be, you know, what happens in the game and see where we're at. And, and uh, but we know that we need to throw the ball more efficiently than we have in order to take that next step. And we've worked hard towards that end. And uh, we'll hopefully start to see some of that manifest on uh, Thursday night. Uh, Devon Bailey was a welcome surprise in spring. Where do you expect his production to be after seeing what he did in fall camp? He's had an excellent fall camp, and uh, he's a big, athletic receiver, six foot four, probably six four and a half. Uh, about 205 pounds and, and runs a 4.5 and is very acrobatic, you know, can body control. And so we expect him to be one of our primary receivers. We've got four or five of those guys that are going to be the primary targets, and, and he's one of them.